Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Angie, an estimate rocket. Welcome to this episode of the Brothers of the Brush podcast, a podcast by decorators for decorators with me, your host, Chris Kerfoot. So, 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 always saying so. On this week's Bobcast, we have John Budgeon, based down in Maidstone. Kent, how are you doing, John? Yeah, very well, thank you. Just firstly, I I have to correct everyone from teachers to dentists to doctors, it's Bugden. Ah. So don't worry, was, <laughs> everyone makes a mistake. I was just going to say I've got that right, but obviously I kicked off and got it wrong straight away in Bugden. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so I th- I th- the short budgeons. I think like well, same uh, pre pre record. I was talking. To, I did one with Brendan the other week, and John meant uh, Brendan mentioned yeah, and I think even he got it wrong. <laughs> Bugden, right? Bugden, John Bugden. So that's it. Who's in the Bugden household? So apart from me, it's my partner, both in and out of work, Newt, um, and then occasionally her daughter asia so my stepdaughter yeah so it's just the mainly the two of us and then sometimes three newt is that i'm, I'm assuming that's a nickname um it is actually a nickname it's a thai name so the way i spell it is n o t newt that's the easiest way to remember yeah right and you say you're part of it in work and out work so obviously you work together we do now yeah we're actually working full time together um we've been doing that for just over a year now and i can see your face no, I'm, I'm um, thinking, it, it, <laughs> i know when i listen to american podcasts they they do it over there and i'm thinking as much as i love my other half could i spend a day well it's not could i spend a day with her could she tolerate me for a day that's the main thing yeah, yeah. It's, it's not I, me I, putting I up my other half. It's a, I'm, I'm not high maintenance but i can be a moody shit <laughs> you know, so I'm thinking, could she put with me for a day? She'd end up walking out. Yeah, no. Uh, overall, it, actually, I mean, it, it works really well. Um, and for me, well, trying to find someone was the hardest part of it for the last few years. Yeah, a lot of the customers kept saying to me, "You need to get someone. You need to have someone to be helping you." So I was taking on sort of fair-sized jobs. Um, couldn't find anybody sort of full-time. And then not long after getting together, uh, we went around to her daughter's dad's house. And then she pointed up at the wall and said, oh, I painted this. And uh, I looked at the cutting in. I thought, you're joking. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the, sort of the brain started ticking around. I thought, right, this is going to really work. Yeah, yeah, you're a keeper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the, the, I mean, does it not put pressure on? I mean, without me going too far into your personal, does it not put pressure on your thing? You know, if you've had a shit day at work and you've took it out, you know, you've, it's like me having to go 
uh, someone that works for me, and then you think, oh shit, I've got to go home way later, and it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be a bit frosty when we get home. Or can you actually switch off? Um, it's actually probably the opposite. So, so if something's happened, or you know, it could be something funny or anything, we'll have a chat about it. We could have a laugh about it. We'll both let off steam, but we're pretty much on the same level. So, yeah. whatever sort of happens, and as soon as we jump in the car, then we can sort of dig into whatever. Not yeah. that we do that regularly, but it's uh, it's actually no, it's, it's it's quite nice. Yeah, it's it's nice that you can do that because obviously you can spend a bit more quality time together. I think all the downside for me is she'd be knowing exactly how much you earn and exactly what you're paying. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I mean, if I'm at work, I can have stuff delivered to work. I can have new Fez tool delivered to work. You can't get away with that, can you? <laughs> no, no, I've got to be, uh, yeah, we'll be a bit careful on the tools. But yeah. well, the, the all the investments we made this year, I mean, it's made life so much easier. So yeah. it's all, um, no, all, all very happy with that. Yeah, I'll get on to them later. So, how did you start in decorating then? Uh, started um, first job I ever did probably when I was about sixteen I think um, just stripping off wallpaper sanding walls down just for a friend's uh, was it a friend's mum's friend or something um, and we were just in there for the day cracking on a bit and I thought you know what actually uh, I really like this yeah and then I've always done kind of labouring and sort of been around the building trade from that age. Um, and then I went off on a tangent, complete wrong direction. I went to college and did plumbing, uh, passed it, got my city and guilds. And you come back first, to decorated? Did the first couple of weeks on the apprenticeship and thought, oh, I don't think I could do this for 50 years. I hated it, so stopped it straight away. And then at the time, my uncle was doing a development, a big one up in East Dulwich. And he said he's going to need a pair of hands because he looks after a lot of properties as well. Yeah. So was I free? So I just yeah dived on that. Um, and then that's where I really sort of learned it. Um, basically went around helping his main decorator, me and him. So it's just sort of, it's probably one of the best ways to learn I could have hoped for. Yeah. Um, just he- helping him, watching him, um, him just doing it all from scratch and just showing me really. It's a bit of a come down on ways though, isn't it? Can kiss that for goodbye. <laughs> plumber to decorate is a bit of difference in ways there isn't there yeah i mean we're catching yeah, uh, up we're finally catching up to other trades but it's still a hell of a difference yeah um yeah no it's, <laughs> it's been a long way but as you say i think it is catching up um i've always tried to aim sort of the higher end that you can get to with decorating yeah um, obviously starting out, it's a little bit difficult just trying to get the jobs. You have to be pricing it right. You're younger, you're less experienced. Um, so your main advantage is obviously price where you can get in there. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I remember back to when our young man started and you'd go and look at the job. You could see people looking at you thinking, how long have you been doing this? Yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 it's catch 22, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and you just think, oh man, this this is this is hard, but it's um, yeah, it's coming, from, yeah, coming from plumber to a decorator. As, I mean, for me, I've I've sort of learned as I get older, titles mean nothing. You've got to be happy. You've got to find the balance of earning enough and being happy. You know, it's like yeah. being a manager if you're going to work every day and eating it. You know, it's yeah. I'd rather earn less money and do something I enjoy. Yeah, there's a couple of little jobs just like. Um, really old kind of Victorian 
property, big old country house, had to get under the crawl, uh, get under the floorboards, like crawl right under oh, no. all the joists, through all the crap and dust, yeah. and had to solder this radiator. Then had a little leak on it to go back down. Um, had a, a massive water system. I was cutting a pipe up above it, and all of a sudden, the bottom half came loose in my hand. I looked yeah. down and there, there was a plume of water shooting out across the room, hitting the wall. <laughs> I started to dive down, have my hand over it for an hour, yeah. calling the guys, come and help me, come and help me. Uh, what else was there? Um, a Chinese restaurant opposite my, my parents' house, they got wind that I was doing plumbing and uh, got a phone call halfway through their service. Quick, come and help, come and help. Went down there. The back of the sink had a, a leak going so I tried to switch off the stopcock. The stopcock, obviously, that failed as well. It was all oh, rickety man. and old. Yeah. Started trying to tighten up the nut. The water was pissing out even more. And I thought, I just, I can't do this. Yeah, it's too I, much I pressure. See, yeah, now, now you're explaining it. I think the money won't make a difference. I can see why you're not bothering. No, I don't think I'd pay not to be there, to be honest. <laughs> so decorating-wise, what's been your lowest point? Have you had one? Yeah, probably had um, quite a low point in 2015. Um, I was based up in London. I was set up, had, I was going for a few years by then, had a customer base, had a couple of guys starting to help me. Um, and then after the summer, I was also getting to the training, getting into training at that point. So I was doing sort of weights and running and things, um, grafting as well, working hard. And in my belly button, it kind of tore and had a complicated umbilical hernia. Mm. So I had to... Yeah, rushed into hospital, pumped up full of morphine. This is in the middle of sort of two, three big jobs going, a couple of guys helping me, so organising them. Um, and then overnight, bang, everything just down the toilet. Yeah. Um, coming out of the surgery, um, a few a few of the jobs the guys are on, there's, there's still a few problems on those. I had the customers ringing me. I couldn't even sit up in a bed. I had to call the house phone to get my mum and sister to sort of sit me upright um and uh yeah i was out for quite a while after that so decorating literally had to up and out of london move back down to kent everything gone sort of overnight and as you know being self-employed when you stop working the money goes very quickly yeah so do, do you have out in place for if that happens now like i mean i i uh i didn't have out for years it's only the last four or five years i have income protection uh for any yeah you know cost it, what it was, bloke across the road from me died. He weren't that old. And it was like, yeah. me and the other half were like, shit, how do you come home and, from hospital and tell kids dad ain't coming home? And then it was like, how do you pay the bills? So we, yeah. we both, it gave us kick up arse we needed. It was shit for them, but it gave us kick up arse we needed. We got uh, life insurance. And then I'd, I, I was looking at um, critical illness. But then as yeah. I spoke to a financial advisor, he says, go for income protection, you're better off all around. So we went for that, and I think mine covers, I think it covers my burn rate, you know, for minimum yeah. payment. Of, I think it's about 50 quid a month, you know, and if that happens, I know, God forbid it, you know, I'm off work for a few weeks, it kicks in and pays bills. So That's good. I've just written that down because uh, I'm actually looking for a few of them at the moment. I've got a couple of just like smaller investments I've done. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I could probably get by okay for a few months. But, yeah, I think something something a bit bigger, just think you never know what's going to happen, do you? Yeah, I think our life assurance, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy talking about figures that don't bother me. I'm not twice. Our life assurance, 
we did it so we we took separate policies out um so god forbid how happens to both of us at the same time there's like a double payout i think they're both 200 grand and then the income protection covers my burn rate i think i pay about 90 quid a month a lot so that's two life yeah. insurances assurances whatever they are and the um the income protection but the the plan was we spoke to a financial advisor went for a fee free one so they get say 200 quid no matter who they put you with so they've got your best interest at, at art um so we worked it out if if it happened to me there's enough to pay mortgage off and there's basically yeah. i think it pays mortgage off and there's roughly a year's salary so it gives other half a year to get shit sorted and then yeah. <laughs> and then we have a in filing cabinet here behind me we have a red folder because uh, i sort everything out to do with house uh don yeah. Duck's kids admin and family admin i do house and business uh, and there's a red folder in there so if it happens you can go in and it's got a list of all service providers all numbers for account numbers from and all phone numbers you know and we got that from yeah. mum and dad because as they're getting older they're bloody organized like that and we just thought, yeah you know as grim as it is yeah, I don't know any days are numbered. It's it's best to have that, and we've just got it in order so she can go in there because she says to me, "I don't even know supplies electric to our house." <laughs> yeah, you know, so we, we just got it all sorted out. But it's it's something I recommend people do, you know, and look into giving. I mean, fifty quid a month for income protection. It's one of them things. Yeah. If you're paying it, you never need it. If you're not paying yeah. it, you need it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I'd I'd rather be paying it and never need it. Yeah, no, that's that's good advice. So. On on your opposite end, then, so what's your highest point in business, or have you believe that's yet to come? Uh, I think probably yet to come, but definitely work at the moment is good and really enjoying it as well, yeah. especially getting onto Instagram. And I was, I, was, I was so late in the so late to the party on Instagram. I was working alone for quite a few years, and then after that operation, the hernia surgery, again, I was alone for sort of a few years. Um, and as actually we started, I saw it was Dan. Is it Dan Rolf? Yeah. Um, I saw. I think it was a YouTube video. He was at the Dulux Academy. Um, I saw it and I thought, oh, so that looks interesting. And I started looking into it. And then I saw the repair care course was down there, which was yeah. something I've been looking for for a long time. So I was getting so frustrated. The way I was taught to do the windows this is the old two part filler with a hardener and. I was oh, saying to people, like it's only lasting a year or two, yeah. and it, it's blow, it's blowing out again. It's, it's getting embarrassing. You go and you, you paint it all beautifully. It looks great. You go back there in two years, all the, the wood fill is cracked out. I was just saying, there's got to be a better way to do it. So saw the repair care. That was the start of my sort of modern decorating journey. Um, and actually met Liam down there. Liam, is it Ghent or Gent? Liam, Liam Gent, Gent. Yeah, real nice. Real. Liam. I met him at show last year. He's a real nice, humble kid, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah so, uh, on the on the course with him, and he said to me, "Have you got a work page?" I said, "No, I haven't." And then after that, I sort of went back and thought about it. I thought, "Yeah, they probably should actually." Yeah. So I set one up, and it's uh, it's sort of given given like a fresh fresh pair of legs to the work. Really, it's really uh, really refreshing. Some of the work on on there is just absolutely incredible. Yeah, great, great. It's nice, it's nice to see people coming on on Instagram. I mean, I'm older generation as a class myself but it's nice to see younger ones doing it and I, I love watching it i love watching videos especially if people are creative with it and all you know cause yeah as long as it as well as a decorator now you have to be a tax man you've got to market yourself 
You've got you've got oh, to wear everything. that many blooming hats now, haven't you? Yeah. So yeah, the the whole the whole video creating is another dimension to it now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, some some of the guys on there absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So what's so far? What's been your biggest struggle that you think you could improve on? Uh, before or sort of now or any? Go for it all. Go for it. Go for it all. Any point. Uh. When I started, probably pricing, well, actually, probably still pricing now. Yeah. Um, yeah, pricing, definitely when I started, found it really hard to gauge and also gauge the customer as well, what they're looking for. Do they want you to be in one room for sort of five, six days, just sanding it, sanding it to sort of its inch of its life and getting it absolutely perfect? Or do they just want it looking fresh? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, pricing still sometimes even now. A lot, a lot of us, we do go over our estimates. So you're making up on a Saturday. I, I, or... some, I sometimes do a man three times, look at it three times. Then I sometimes yeah. go and get missus to look at it. I, I remember one, I, I think I've talked about it before. It was a, a massive external property and I worked it out. It was about six grand. Yeah. And I thought, bloody hell, that's a lot. But when I, I kept counting up windows, there were sash windows with Yorkshire paint, yeah. little things. And I kept counting up thinking, this is a lot. I remember telling you how long ago, been about nine years ago. My other half were pregnant with little lad. It's his birthday in a couple of weeks. And she was heavily pregnant. She was sat in cars sweating her tits off, bless her. And uh, she she likes cars. She's, you know, she's into her cars and that. So that's a nice one. I said, six grand that. She says, yeah, but if you look at it, they had 300 grand worth of cars on drive. Yeah. She says, it's probably nothing to them. She says, yeah. as long as you're pricing it up so you, you know, you're getting what you want, it's probably nothing to them. And that's when I realised that, yeah, I need to check my prices more and, you know, get on it. Yeah, definitely. But thinking back, I've done a lot of work free of charge over the years, yeah. sort of underpricing it and then so feeling very a, obliged to do it free. Still, there's extras. Why are you here? Yeah, I'll yeah. do that. I mean, there's, there's a line, and me and a friend talk about this regularly, there's a line where somebody asks you to do something and you think, they've been all right with cups of tea and that, and it's, it's an hour. So you yeah. don't mind doing it. But then... I was speaking to another friend of mine the other week. Summer happened and he had to buy, was, wasn't anything to his fault, but he had to buy another gallon of Little Green, 107, 117 quid. Yeah. And he didn't invoice for it. All that. He says, yeah, yeah, but I'll just make it on the next one. I says, yeah. I said, it'd be great on Bill with me. You know? Yeah. I, I was saying yeah. years ago, I mean, talking 20 years ago, when you didn't need all shit, your vans weren't full of stuff like they are now, equipment. I used to. I didn't used to bother charging for white spirit cork filler, and then yeah. I just thought I'm gonna have to start charging for this. This is, you know, you got to a point where you're buying twenty quid worth of stuff every week, and you thought this is twenty quid coming out of my pocket. You've got to change how you work. That's one thing I have got got a grip on this year is taking all those little bits into consideration in the price. Yeah, uh, especially now you've got precision tapes, you've got your papers. Uh, plastics, drop cloths, all the little bits. You, at the end of the day, you're chucking it in a black bag and it goes. We think, actually, I've paid for all that. You, you need to make sure you're taking account of it in the price. Well, on, on basics, on a basic room, I charge 35 quid sundries. It's labour, yep. materials, 35 quid sundries. So, well, it's gone up, gone yep. up to 40 now because everything's going up. 40 yep. quid for sundries. The staircase is 60 quid. An outside is 100 quid plus, and I just when when I take the deposit, it all gets divvied up after two weeks, and I put the sundries. I have a bank where you have these spaces, 
like uh, yeah, like years ago. It's like your mum and dad when they used to have envelopes for each bill. You have these spaces yeah. and a pile every time someone books a job. And so if someone's having three rooms done, that's like 105 quid yeah. of sundries. So it goes into there and then I buy my sandpaper in bulk. Yeah. But it also takes the sting out of it because I'll buy it on my credit card just to keep me that's in the open system. <laughs> and then yeah. next day, I'll make a note of it on a pad that next day I'll, I'll move money out of deposits and pay it off my credit card. Yeah. So it keeps me in loop. I have a little game with credit cards, see how much I think one room's at 10 grand limit now. Uh, <laughs> it's gone up from something like three grand in three years to 10 grand. So I, I use it, pay all I use it for is work, use it, pay it off, use it, pay it off. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't sting when you use it money because it's like, it's not technically out of your bank. So I, I think one year I spent 300 quid on sandpaper in one week. Oh, my God. And it, it was like... <laughs> it's easily done, though. It yeah, is. Yeah, and my mate was like, how much? I says, yeah, but what it was, it was end of September, and I was buying it all for uh, RO90 for the following year. So when I start externals, yeah. it's all there. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah, but it ants, it ants don't sting because it's like it's come out of that money that's not in my bank account. Because I have two bank yeah. accounts. It's like one's in my business and one's in my personal. And it comes out of my business bank account, out at sundries, so it's done hurt, don't sting. And same yeah. with paint. I, I don't have credit accounts with paint. I think I've got one with brewers and that's it. No, I don't, yeah. Just literally just pay on collection. Yeah. It's easier to keep it all in check then. Yeah, it makes you a bit more aware when you go in. <laughs> when yeah. you go in. Well, I, see, well, I don't you, even you know, like... having, having up an order, but it, it just makes you a bit aware because... You're hanging on to reins a bit and thinking, well, I don't want to spend that. Whereas if it's credit, you think, oh, I'll get that. I'll pay it next month. And then next thing, you get a bloody big bill, don't you? Yeah. Well, as soon as you walk in the door, my eyes start looking around and think, oh, actually, I could do with that. Yeah. Oh, that looks good. What's, what's this? And start picking. And the next thing, you spent 200 quid when you've only gone in for a bit of cork. I can't, I can't remember the last time I went in a merchant. I'll tell why. Beginning of the year, I went into a, well, it were new to me merchant. I went in and spoke to him. I think I came out with two features. And a roll of tape, that was it. But I still paid for it. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. I, I use that merchant now. But you know what I mean? I, it's, it, I don't go in. I just ring up, order it, and say, "Can you drop it off when you're passing?" You know, no rush. Yeah, uh, I don't know what it is. I, I always prefer to walk in and buy it. I, I just like going in there. I think I, I like having a look around and just seeing if there's anything, if they've got any deals on, if there's anything on show, yeah. any new products. Have a chat with them as well. See if any paints have changed the formulas or oh, any they, news, basically. Tell you that, though, are they? <laughs> no, they were not changed paint. Still the same stuff. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when did you realise you've made it? Or oh, again, I'm assuming that's yet to come. This is a bit of a subjective one because it's it's dependent. Everybody has a different perspective on what making it is. I think making it for me would be getting maybe a few properties or getting a big property and doing a really big project but sort of me and Newt doing it ourselves from the house uh maybe document it get it on the socials um seeing man is it man of a hammer he, he's doing it yeah. get a big old property uh sort of almost get like sponsored to do it up do it for yourself in your own time i love to do that um but yeah, for now, definitely I feel like I've got to a stage where I'm really enjoying work. Um, prices have gone up slightly. You're offering a really good service. Um, lots of work coming in, can't complain. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, further, at the moment, we're at a, we're at a good place of it. Yeah, brilliant. 
So where do you see John Bugden and Co in five years? Yeah. Hopefully in a big rundown property somewhere yeah. doing it up. Yeah. Cool. That'll be the go. So if if you could go back to the young John, to the eighteen year old John, sixteen year old John just leaving school before he sets off as a plumber, what <laughs> advice or advice would you give to anyone else starting out? Uh, looking back at how I was working, PPE, so wear masks and well, mainly the mask really, just yeah. thinking back to some of those jobs starting off going into and just pulling down ceilings and sanding down walls and I mean there's nothing macho about breathing in tons of dust so yeah just get yourself a respirator protect yourself look after your health yeah um I mean nowadays we're so lucky with I mean dustless sanding it's just <laughs> just yeah. incredible now I mean just sanding down whole houses without even wearing a face mask or anything just you get your noise cancelling headphones in and off you go Matt man have been knee pads get knee pads yep. in because you're not as invincible as you think you are yeah same thing yeah knee pads you when you get older yeah <laughs> same yeah we, I've got the uh I mean, I hate wearing whites. I hate wearing overalls. I think that was left over from the plumbing because yeah. you had to wear those the old blue ones, and I uh, just found it so restricting. So as soon as I started working myself, I always prefer wearing joggers, yeah. which I know it it doesn't look great, and sort of sometimes you do think. I mean, I know, yeah, it probably doesn't look the most professional, but from Screwfix now they do some like sight joggers, yeah. so they've got the knee pads incorporated, and you've got like, the pocket liners. So it looks a little bit better. Um, so normally wear those and you can slip the knee pads in, which is better now. It, it took me years to get into trousers from Bib and Brace because I was just stuck in yep. that tradition. And then last few years I've gone to other colours other than white. I mean, a lot of time I wear white, but then if I'm prepping uh, or doing certain jobs, I wear grey or black. Same same yep. brand, same Snickers, but just in grey or blacks. Especially yeah. if you're prepping, if you're prepping externally, you up an aluminium ladder lent on it. Your whites yeah. are lucky if they end at first day; they don't look grafted. Yeah. So I just think you yeah. might as well wear wear grey or black till they prepped up, and then flip back to whites. You know, when you're doing clean, yeah. nice stuff. Yeah. You know, but it's uh, yeah, it's hard to get your head round when you used to be bib and brace and wearing whites all the time. So I, I struggle when I see people with joggers on. I must admit, I think. Oh, no, no. I know. I, I do it myself. I look at other people and think, oh, come on, mate. But then I sort of look down and go, well, yeah, I can't really talk, can I? Yeah. But I've, I've started chucking them away now a lot earlier, so I try not to let them build up. We sort of turn up somewhere and just think, like, Who, who's this guy? So I do. I get a quicker turnaround on them. So if they start looking a bit grubby, I chuck them, get some fresh ones. Yeah. And I'm starting to, yeah, try and move over to those sight ones from Screwfix, just look a little bit more professional. I used, I used to use Sight from Screwfix because I was one of these, how can you pay 70 quid for a pair of trousers for work? I couldn't yeah. get my head around that. And I, I was using the Sight ones. I thought, well, 20 odd quid, if you get them grafted, after, after a couple of months, you can bin it by a new pair. But last year, I, I had my arm twisted and bought two pairs of Snickers. 150 yeah. quid. Nice. <laughs> Best money I've ever spent. So comfy. Yeah, and believe it or not, they have they've seemed to have stayed clean. I know that it's not because of money I've spent on them, but 
they are they are really clean. They still fit comfy, you know. What I mean, and they've got a bit of giving them as well. Which, which yeah, same same with anything. Once you sort of you pull your finger out and you make the investment, then you just think, how the hell did what what was I doing before? It, Why didn't I just buy this? It breaks me up paying more than sixty quid for trainers. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, so I'll wear them on a Saturday and Sunday. I push. That's it. You know, they think yeah. sixty quid for trainers I'm wearing on a Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tight Yorkshireman. <laughs> yeah. So, are you a are you a technology person? Is there any app or you know stuff you couldn't live without if it got took away from you tomorrow? I think yeah, probably Instagram now. I've uh, I saw I was just so late to it, and now that I've got it, I sort of really got into it, and probably too much to just find myself scrolling through it all the reels people's pictures and the hashtags is seeing my wife on just... about this today you end up down a right rabbit hole it's like the new uh, yeah. youtube in it yeah yeah it used to be youtube you'd end up looking at cute cats and you know, that's it that, yeah well in, instagram same now in it and i try and limit myself I, I try and keep off it limit myself because you just end up next thing you've wasted half hour you know, I think they've they've designed it very carefully to do that. So you'll only get your phone out. You might have a reminder or something. You think you've got to do something lunchtime. Click on it, and then your thumb's just hovering. And yeah. as soon as you hit that button, you start flicking, and then you're into something else and something else. And then all of a sudden, the customer comes out and goes, oh, look, he's playing the phone. Well, that, that, think, oh. that's, that's the whole point of why they built it, to keep people on there longer so they can push stuff in your face, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've I found having my phone on Do Not Disturb helps a hell of a lot. Yeah, you know, like these days it's I put it on there a lot. It's most of the time now. It's even even just getting back from work, Do Not Disturb. Um, anything comes through, it can be in a message, or whatever. All the important numbers I've got it so they can get through my my family or sort I, I of stepdaughter or anyone. Anyone on my favourites? Well, yeah, which is mainly family, but current job I'll stick on favourites, and then it's bank. Joist and my doorbell, and that's about it. Yeah. Other than that, it's just on quiet, you know. And I just think yeah. it's, it saves because it irritates me when you get out and you've got them little red notifications, so you start going through. Yeah, yeah. And I just think, nah, turn them off, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, are you, uh, are you a book reader at all? I'm not at all, really. Yeah. Um, I literally from school. I read I read three books when I was at school, The Lord of the Rings. I don't know why. At the time, I loved it. Read through page to page, front to back, and put it down and just never read again. Weird you should say that, because my little lad's on Hobbit at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, no, he's going into his reading a bit. Yeah, I, I thought I might start reading at that point. I've really just really got into it. Yeah. And then just sort of from working age, really, just never read a book again. I think, um, I think I started out reading. I, I can it comes and goes. I think last time I read a couple of books on holiday. Yeah, and then it it just comes in spurts. I find audio books are easier. I've been thinking about audio books as I keep getting into adverts flashing up, and I think yeah. actually, if I did have a bit of time, that that would be probably quite nice. But I just flip between a book and a podcast. Yeah. You know, it's I, I try and do well. You, me, me things are. I think my plan is a book a month. And if I get yeah. a book, I try and do it in a week. Try and do two hours a day, and you can normally do it in a week. And then I just flip back to podcasts. Uh, yeah, I think I'll get into the podcast now. Uh, 
obviously hearing Brothers of the Brush getting onto that. So that yeah. that's a nice couple of hours in the morning of sanding. That, that that's a good listen. Um, just trying to find an alternative to the to the radio. Yeah, you know, it's like if it, just station flicking, same bit, songs bit, on everyone. Same, same in it, radio. I'd, what did I have on this morning? Oh, I come out at gym and it rolled in changing rooms. Local radio, I think. What you what I used to know as Galaxy. I forgot what it's called now. But they had. I thought, oh, this is getting stupid. A woman on with a dog, world's smartest dog, deciding who's going to win women's European football tonight. <laughs> I thought, oh, what is it coming to? You know, yeah. this is entertainment. It's as bad as Britain's got bloody talent, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, I started listening to. Uh, I don't know if people are going to hate it, but LBC because working on your own. If you're just in an empty house day after day, hours on end. Yeah. I did find having the uh, just like sort of talk radio is a lot more interesting. If, if, and... if into, I, I get LBC if into your politics and current affairs. You know, yeah, so it's not my thing, but if you're into that, it, it has you know LBC is pretty good for that. Yeah, it's just sort of they do. It's like 15 minute segments, and then you have the traffic and news. So it's just sort of 15 minutes at a time. Yeah. That day just goes pretty quick. Yeah, easy to absorb if it's short. <laughs> That's what yeah. I find. Yeah. <laughs> short, short subjects easy to uh, easy yeah. to absorb. So yeah, so. In, in, in work-wise, what's the best advice you could give for selling yourself, you know, to your customers that sets you apart from others, but obviously you don't want to give too many golden nuggets because you might have your competitors listening, but if you could give some golden... If you could put a billboard up in the centre of Piccadilly in London and it would be some advice that sets you apart, what would it be? Uh, Probably premium service, reliability... Finish very importantly. It's just, it's all the big ones, really. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Main mainly we try and go in for the service. So, um. I mean, you hear from a lot of customers saying they've texted builders and whatever, not, not even a response. Or yeah. it's even it's even got to the day they're meant to be starting, no replies, just vanished, ghosted them. You just think how do people operate? Like literally. If if you say you're going to be there at nine o'clock, could be yeah. sitting outside at five to nine. You'd be a sort of bang on your work through the house would be completely tidied up, cleaned. A lot of customers saying their house has been cleaner while we're working there than it is normally. Yeah. Because every, every time we finish, full Hoover down, everything's put back, everything's clean, dusted. Yeah. Um, and people do appreciate that. We do it for them. And I, I normally put my toys away last half hour. Put my toys yeah. away, pour myself a brew, and have a tidy up. Yeah, you know, and yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah, even if they say I'll over up, they'll say no, you're all right, I'll over up, used to it. You know, and it's, yeah, they don't want to go home from work and have to tidy up after a change person, do they? No, you know, it's, no, it's uh, like wanna, some of the work and come other people we've seen. Yeah, it's normally sparkies in it, leaving the shit about everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I was I wasn't gonna name any other trades, but Oh no, go for it. Come on, Sparkies. I've I've worked yeah, on the Sparkies. site. I was telling a mate other day, I can remember working on the new build and it would be twenty years ago before digital cameras. And they'd have these sparkies on site in the regulation work where polo shirt with collar popped, sambas, Adidas Sambas. Uh, and they they'll, they'll put light fittings up, so they'll put ceiling rows up, strip wires, drop them on floor. Bag yep. foot ceiling rows, drop it on floor, even bulbing, drop box on floor, 
and then into the next room, they'd, they'd leave all the <laughs> shit. And I remember site foreman going around with Polaroid. This is how long ago it was. I says, what are you doing? <laughs> he says, and it, what they did, they got they got marked. Your trades got marked. I was subbing at times, so obviously I got paid off local subbing. So he says, trades get marked. He says, uh, unofficially, how good a job they do, they get paid quicker. Yeah. He says, if they, if they do a, turn out a crap job or cause problems, they move back down queue. He says, these will get labour deducted off the, off the pay for having to yeah. have labouring to clean up after them. Yeah, yeah, but we're well, that's, they've parties. got to pay someone to do that, haven't they? They've, yeah. they've got to pay a labourer to go around and yeah, spend yeah, however many hours clearing all up. The glossing stage would come in and do it. What's that? Sorry, it always used to be when we were up to glossing stage, they'd come in and do it and just leave the shit. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> I can't stand new build. Yeah, that's, uh, very be pushed, very pushed to go back to new build now. Yeah, thankfully they haven't been on too many really. Yeah. Only well, pretty much right back at the start for my uncle doing the development, um, and since then, I think it's probably just because of the network of uh, sort of word to mouth and the recommendations are just the, the main bread and butter for me has just been residential. Yeah, um, which I I prefer. Oh, I think a lot of people much prefer that. You go in beginning of the day, customer goes out to work. You got your kettle, radio, everything set up, nice clean house. Off you go. I've I've got mates who prefer site work so they don't have to deal with customers. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm opposite. I'd rather have a customer and somebody to chat to, you know, and have a decent conversation with than go on yeah. site work and be dealing with arseholes on site. Yeah, we um we just come off a really big site, um, which was yeah, it was different, but yeah, quite enjoyed it. A different sort of feeling coming in and you're part of a team and there's a bit of a buzz, a bit of a hype there. There's a lot of you working and radios on loud. We're not used to that. We're used yeah. to having sort of LBC on it's, nice it's and low, when, just in the background. Plumber and... comes in and turns his radio up loud. You know, the what? when Plumber comes in and cracks it up real loud, his own radio, and you just think, yeah, Do you know, it's clashing. A bit, uh... <laughs> a bit of site etiquette. We used to think whoever in house first with radio on first leaves the radio on. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You don't go in, but. It's just like going back to site work mentality. Plumbers, gobshites. I'll probably offend a lot of my mates now. Gobshites, big blokes come in, mouth all like that. You'd see him in Asda at weekend. Missus would be about five foot two, and they'd be stood behind Missus because all the only time they get to be mouthy is when they're at work because she wears trousers at home. <laughs> you know, and they'd say, oh, arse. <laughs> so, now I've had my little rant about plumbers. Where do you see the trade heading? <laughs> Um, I think actually in a, in a very good direction, probably down to things like Instagram as well, which everything's very visual. TikTok, that's exploding now. A lot of people are sort of seeing this amazing work that decorators are doing, yeah. and a lot of people are really appreciating it. Yeah. Um, and the way sort of the technology is coming in as well, with spraying and dustless sanding, and I mean, in, in the next 10, 20 years, who knows what else is going to be. Yeah. Um, so for going into decorating, I think it's actually a very good time. And considering how many decorators are going to be retiring soon, um, I saw on is it Jay Mears, um, who does he does uh, sort of uh, decorating documents and yeah. uh, things. He uh, one of his things he put some statistics up. A lot of decorators at the moment are in their fifties. In the next ten years. Uh, 66% That'd are going to be, be retiring. 
And I mean, I, I don't know, for me, it feels like there's not enough decorators here already. And if you take out 66% of the workforce, I mean, there's, there's going to be no one left to do the job. So prices are going to go up. If you're young now and you can get into decorating with all this dust and sand and everything else, I think it's probably one of the best times you could get into it. I know a couple of years ago when I was on a certain board, we used to deal with CITB, and if I remember my facts right, there was a two million skill shortage of skilled tradespeople across, yep. across all building trades in this country. And if even if you think a percentage of that, say if it was 20,000 decorators, still a lot of decorators short, isn't it? Oh, there's a, there's a lot. And I think like you can feel it as well. Yeah. Um, just in general, trying to get any, any tradesmen to go anywhere. The waiting list now, same for us, um, we've got exteriors now into 2023 booking up. Yeah. Um, just and then people are willing to wait as well. Yeah. Never had that before. Yeah. It's, I mean, some are, some aren't. You always get them. That, I mean, at the moment, I think I've got two weeks to fill, and then my books are closed for 2022. I mean, to yeah. 20, but I've got a couple of externals booked for next year before I start. Uh, yeah. But yeah, some some want to wait, some don't. I, I've had one today. They want a. Uh, a rental doing, uh, well, it's holiday lets. I live on coast, holiday lets, seven bedrooms. And they, they, they're they giving me the date. We'd, we'd like you to start uh, sort of like 18th <laughs> of August. I'm thinking, hang on, you gave me date. I should be giving you date. <laughs> I thought you've got no chance of getting anybody that's any good for that on 18th of August. Yeah, I've, I've had uh, yeah, quite a few come in recently, just literally, yeah, thinking they can get someone in within sort of two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Um, I think like nowadays you'd be so lucky to find someone, maybe if they got a cancellation or something, but yeah, everyone now is just absolutely ramo. I, I try and educate all my regulars now to ring, you know, and book me in for six months in advance with yeah. Geneva. I've got them all thinking ahead now. Right, yeah. I need I need Chris in to get this done. Another ring said, can you book me in for that? You know, can you book me yeah. in for that in what you got? I'll say, you're looking at November that, right, can you book me a week in November and come and do this? Yeah, that. It, it does make it easier. Yeah, definitely. A couple of the um, the big outsides look after. They just, I mean, they are coming about thirty windows, forty windows. They'll just say, "Do us three weeks each year, yeah. three four weeks or whatever it takes." Um, start on that side on this year, and then go around, and then just keep it going every year. Just just let us know when when you when you can come. Yeah, keeps on top of it maintenance wise, I suppose, doesn't it? Oh, God, yeah, because yeah. you start letting those windows go and, and as soon as you sort of touch it and then the whole side falls off and you just think, oh. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, yeah, when people when people look after it, it makes a big difference. I'm going to say it's nice when you get customers that understand that. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, they, they don't yeah. want a silk purse out or a sow's ear, as we say. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, well, when they appreciate it as well. Yeah. That's uh, when I'm, I was actually looking after one of those big places, that's what got me on that repair care course. That was on those windows, sort of doing all that work and then coming back and it's sort of going again. You just think, oh. And uh, the customer did actually say, he sort of turned around and said, I, I really appreciate what you've done here and yeah. I really appreciate you, you doing that and then trying to save all these for me. So that was nice. Yeah. So what is your favourite paint product or paraphernalia? Oh, uh, if I if I if I'm gonna take some off you tomorrow, then you'd beg me not to take it off you. Cause you can't oh, it. There's a lot of uh, 
a lot of products I've got into now. Uh, oh, God. What, you can't live without? I don't want to say, because I know Wes said it, but Zinsa, that's been a lifesaver. Um, even just in today, probably Ultra Grime Wipes. I absolutely love those for, well, main, mainly for corking. When I'm corking now, I put one, one in, put Ultra Grime Blue in one hand and then corking as I go. Yeah. So it just keeps your hands so much cleaner. Doing yeah. it before, you used to get absolutely caked and everything you get, everything you touch gets caked. And just now, just keeping it all clean as you go. And they're just so handy for cleaning down all the tools all the time. It just makes a big difference, I find. You never never be never invested in that pad you used to stick on your leg and you could tear sheets off and wipe your finger on that. You remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I prefer I prefer these because uh the way they come out, they're, they're damp, and I think they do. They tend to they break the cork down a little bit as well. Yeah. So you, much much easier to clean it off. Yeah. Um, so the I thing like is, those. are they rocketing in price? Because I looked. I'm, I'm a big fan of big wipe spray. Uh, yeah. I, I use it for keeping sprayers clean. It's good gear. I always normally have a couple of bottles lying about. I'll look in today because uh, I'm going short. That's not so bad. But a, a tube of big wipes now thirteen and a half quid. How many did you get in there? Eighty, is it? Eighty or hundred? Yeah, it's about the same. Then I think the I, I on that ultra like grime, eight, eight quid. Yeah, you know everything's yeah. just rocketed, hasn't it? I think you what thirteen and a half quid for it two is. wipes. I've, I heard recently as well. I went to grab some paint. There's uh, there's going to be some price rises coming up in the next few months on pretty much everything. I know. Um, with John O's went up ten percent last week on first, and another one went up. Was six. it last week? Yeah, Tiki's going up. Got an email off Tiki, which I don't use anymore anyway, because I've got a few issues with them. There's yep. going up about eight percent in August. Just out of interest, what what issues did you have? Uh, I've had three jobs fail. It's the first time I've fully oh, talked right. about it on a podcast. I'm thinking of doing a podcast on it. Three jobs totaling five and a half, six grand that have failed, Ooh, and they've, yep. they've blamed it on. Everything from water ingress, uh, use wrong filler, shouldn't use timber build, yeah, shouldn't use two prey. So, ask them what I should what? use, they can't yeah. advise me. Shouldn't use uh-huh. flexible fillers, but what you're supposed to use outside, because, like you said, use two packet splits. And then yeah. I got an email stating that their paints are neither. Neither the oil based or water paints base paints are flexible, they admitted. Uh, so everyone that's doing doors in Otex and Mirinol, I'd keep checking them. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and do now they've come to this uh, great conclusion. Gone. Not sent a tech bloke to job to have a look at it, three different jobs. They've done it off photos I've sent to them. Uh-huh. That's, that's how they've come to great conclusion. And then they were like, oh, we've never had this problem before. I asked on Facebook group. I've had about a dozen people contact me with the same issue. I think I've, I've seen in a few stories recently uh, a few other people mentioning it. So it does seem like there is something going on there. Yeah, it's, it's, to me, the impression I get, the Otex isn't flexible enough for outside. Yeah. I think that's is the that, problem. Have they changed the formula recently? I don't think is it's it, that. Is it them tinkering or is it something to do in the, no, I, I just, from the actual production? I just don't think it's made for large areas outside or exposure outside because now when you speak to them, they recommend Ultra Primer. Yeah. You know, and they, they recommend, I mean, I went off the spec they gave me. 
Yeah. You know, and now they give you a total different spec when you're up. And you just think, hmm, why are they giving you a different yeah. spec if they've never had issues with it? Yeah. It's, uh, I just finished a conservatory last week. Uh, I did it two years ago. It lasted 10 months. I'll oh. started lifting on it. I've had to redo it free of charge, two and a half grand. Oh. So yeah. I've, I've worked two weeks for now. Yeah. So it's, uh, I weren't best impressed. Customer weren't no best way. impressed neither, like, but. So, no, it's a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Obviously, yeah. not not your fault. You've done it to the book. They've paid out a lot to get you up there to do it, and it hasn't worked. So, well, where does the butt? The the other one was, this is the one where they blamed it on the filler. It was an old farmhouse. I did it ten years ago in Julux, in Julux Weather Shield when I was a Julux Select member. It lasted eight years, which is about right, middle of nowhere. Yeah. Did it in Otex Mirinol Timber Build. Two prey lasted ten months. Yeah, it's all just lifting off around the sight lines, anywhere that's basically anywhere that's bare or filler or resin. It's lifted. The only thing it's stuck yeah. to is previously painted. And the, luckily, mm. the customer knows it in me because I did it ten years ago and it was spot on. Oh, same customer. Yeah. Oh, there you now, go. same customer. So I'm I'm quite lucky with that one. She knows that. Well, they both know. Uh, yeah. You know, as as customers, I don't want to say the name, but they both know it's not me because I yeah. did it 10 years ago and it lasted. You know, and then I did it in Tickerville, 10 months later, it all starts lifting. Yeah, and nightmare. They, they blamed it on water ingress. They sent me an email saying it's I shouldn't use the filler, so I says, what filler do I use? Oh, we can't advise you on that. So what do yeah. I do? Re- redo it and use repair care and press the net filler and find it their paints don't adhere to that yeah i don't know what do you do there's so much onus on decorators now this is so important me and scott we talk about regular so much yeah. onus on decorators now we're paying for premium products that aren't doing what they're supposed to do yeah and then there's not even a british standard on paint and if it fails the most expensive part is your time yeah. to put it right it's always user error never manufacturing error and there's no british standard to measure the quality of the paint and that's the biggest problem with it. Yeah. There's a British, well, there's a code of practice for applying it, but not a code yeah. of practice for making it. There you go. So, could be uh, could be onto a new campaign there. Yeah. Let's get a British standard on paint. Yeah. Uh, especially at the moment when we're paying top whack for it. You know, you pay, you that's pay the thing, for, yeah, that... I've said it before, you pay for premium products, you're not getting premium products. They're all a free yeah. coat system now, aren't they? Yeah. You know, they've all gone downhill. They have changed it. They just won't admit to it. Yeah. But they don't have to. Yeah, I remember sort of doing, doing jobs before. You think, like, two coats that are absolutely job done, yeah. like, solid. And fast forward now, you've you put three coats on the sort of your top cutting in line. We've come down off the ceiling, and the white's still coming through. Yeah. <laughs> what, ne- what have they done ne- to it? Name me a white paint that's two-coat system other than Benjamin Moore. Uh, You'd be off push. <laughs> be off push. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm on the Benjamin Moore now. I've uh, I've started. I think it's probably going to be my go-to for the for the interior woodwork. Yeah, We're using it on a job at the moment, and yeah, absolutely brilliant. And it pops as well for a yeah. water base. It really pops. Yeah, I mean you're paying for it, but Benjamin Moore, you do get what you're paying for. It you do, yeah. I mean, um, it goes a long way. So there. The the US gallon was it uh, was it two point eight liters I think four point um, so, nine in it 
Four point. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, three point nine. No. Just short of four liters. Three point nine. Yeah. yeah. One of those. I mean, we we're doing a four bedroom house at the moment, and that has got us all the way to the hallway, the hallway stairs and landing. Yeah. Um, there's still a bit, it's still a bit in the tin. So I mean, yeah, you, you're paying for it, but it goes a long way. Drying time is two to three hours. Um, Pure voodoo, it looks isn't it? Really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. I'm like even just the feel of it, putting it on with the brush, it feels lovely. Yeah. So. What's been your best investment work-wise? Best investment would be the sander. Oh, man, I'm going to say don't say <laughs> You have to. From standing there with a pole sander and getting absolutely covered and job to job and sort of looking back and now standing there with a the murka, yeah. uh, head, headphones in. I remember when a pole sander was luxury. I should be now. When you had the pole sander, you had luxury. Oh my god! Because you could even get yeah. the, the little hand one that looked like a plaster's uh, Tyler's float. That's it. Oh, they were good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, <laughs> I've got I've I've got pictures of me still using those. I I still use one. I've it has its place. Um, you've got the little metal arches up back. Where I've cut ten mil off side arch, yep. and it if you put sandpaper on it, it just goes behind gripper rod nicely. Nice without oh, taking yeah. your fingers off. That devil spawner yeah. gripper rods, aren't they? I know. I, I, I was working with um, my uncle who's quite in of a, a carpet firm before. I did ask him, I said, do you normally, because I, I just wanted to take them off all the time. And the guy working there, he said he gets some cheapest chips and most of the time they replace them because they can't guarantee the last bloke who put them on. So if they're, they're putting their carpets in, he said 90% of the time they're replacing them. So a lot of jobs, I did start taking off the gripper rods of the carpet. A carpet fitter once told me it's biggest markup in carpet shop. Yeah, the gripper rod. They, yeah, they were paying something stupid nothing. like 10p a metre for it. Yeah, and they were yeah. charging it out at 50p a metre, something stupid like that. It got to a point, I was doing a lot of jobs where they're changing the carpet, so cutting a couple of inches around the, the edges and then gripper rods sitting there. So I started pulling them off, and I tell you what, God, it made life easier. Yeah, I have a 15 litre bucket, I use it as a rubbish bucket. It's a used to be a jit rock bucket. And what I do, yeah. I tip bucket on its side, and I've got a, it's an ox tools, it's like an hammer, but a pry bar as well. Yeah. It's in my toolbox just for a gripper rod. So I lay bucket on its side, pull the gripper rods up, and I snap it into about two foot lengths, and they just go in bucket nicely if you lay it on its yeah. side. Because when you're trying to ram them in when bucket's upright, you end up taking your fingers. Yeah. So I lay them in, yeah, yeah. cut bucket up, chuck it on van, and go and bin them. Yeah. But yeah, they're a bloody nightmare. Yeah. So. Do you have an end game to get out of it? You've talked about a property and, and yeah. maybe refurbing it top to bottom. Is that the end game to get out to invest in that or do you have another plan? Yeah, probably probably the property route. So if yeah. we can, I mean, it might be a few few properties down the line. So still renting at the moment, probably same same problem as a lot of other people trying to get onto that property ladder. Um, we've actually got a little bit together now but just the prices of houses, looking where you can actually afford. Been yeah. for about a year on right move every single night. You're making the parameter bigger and bigger and bigger, looking further away. You, you just you're, you're knocking up the price a little bit. Another ten grand, another ten grand. Yeah. And before you know it, you're looking at like a half million pound house I'd, in Dorset. You know, I'd, you hate, think, I'd hate to be yeah. starting again. I really do feel for anybody that's doing it. I, I talk to friends and. 
I know a friend of mine bought an house in Surrey recently, and for what he bought in Surrey, he could probably buy three up here. You yeah. Know, and I, think, I mean, man's, man's ex-council three bed, 120 grand. You know, cheap oh, as wow. chips. Go up north. Wow. <laughs> I, I've, I've looked, I've looked. I've uh, We thought about moving down to Dorset, up to Oxford, but I thought sort of starting again now and just uprooting, moving away from all the family and... I've uh, just got a new little nephew now. We've new, we've, uh, she's got a daughter who's close by. So to, we, we did almost go down to Dorset at one point and sort of yeah. had a big family chat about it and it's all emotional and everything. And then uh, sort of stayed put for now. But just trying to look locally, unless it's like a, a one-bed flat or something. But well, I mean, where are you going to put all... I've got a double garage, ground packed full of all paints and all gear and everything. Yeah. and like move to a two bed flat. Okay, you can rent a garage somewhere, but then you've added a job on for your day. You got to go to your lock yeah. up and unload, clear it all, then go I, home. I, I started out like that. I had to drive across town. Yeah. Because I, I bought an house that didn't have any storage space. I had to drive across town, so it was just driving across town the time, and it, it were painting ass. Yeah, that's the thing. Just I mean, we have a renter now. We got we got a sort of decent size rental. And that double garage, like since we've been in here, I've filled it up now. Yeah. So trying trying oh, to get the, out of the, here. Yeah, the more you'll fill it. Oh god, Same yeah. The bigger van you've got, more shit you'll put in it. <laughs> yeah, well, I've I've stopped. I've stopped. Um, I did have a van for quite a few years, and I've seen a lot of people's vans getting broken into. And yeah. after the the investments this year, I decided to got um got an estate now. Yeah. So a bit more, sort of a bit more. Um, conspicuous really yeah um i just get paranoid i think if have a van sort of go somewhere come out see the door ripped open i've seen it on a few mates and it would just be absolute nightmare yeah if a, if a car works car works sometimes it's practicality in it if you need the seats yeah yeah, yeah so i think because it's yeah big estate it's an old five series diesel guzzler good old diesel um, everything, yeah, goes in the back. App, like we can get in the Merco Extractor. It's what sorry? A five series is a bit upmarket, isn't it? <laughs> uh, got it, got it down the auction, twelve hundred quid. Yeah, oh, that'd be right. I'll say it's go. a bit upmarket for a decorator, isn't it? A BMW. Yeah. AOP's charging yeah. too much, Doris. Look at him. <laughs> I mean, it, it is two thousand and four. So. Yeah, that is still nice, though. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. It's lovely. It's a good bit of luxury, but anything yeah. goes wrong, it's going to cost you an arm and leg to put it right. Oh, don't tell. We we we've got a camper and one of injectors has just gone. Two, oh. two grand. Yeah, for all, all four to be pulled in because I just thought, you know what, I might as well have all four done. So I'll have one done. Yeah. Guaranteed, you'd have one done. Another one will pop next month. Yeah, you know, just start oh, yeah. spiral. <laughs> so I just think you might as well have them all done, aren't you? So yeah. Is there uh, any takeaways you can give the listener? Um, for the for a younger listener, if you're getting into decorating now, um, don't rush. Don't try and get straight to the top. Do things you're seeing other people on Instagram doing. Uh, you learn right from the basics. Do all the crap jobs. Get down your hands and knees. Sand, sand it all. Get right in there and. You've got to go through all those stages and make all the mistakes that you see these people on Instagram. You see what they've made before. 
um you can't you can't go from zero straight to the top so you've got to get stuck in for a few years um learn it graft and then you'll get there um do do you know that's one of the best bits of takeaways i've ever heard oh really yeah quality advice is that yeah yeah it's just it's, it's the same story not not just decorating now but everything just get rich so it's because it seems so within reach as well you just yeah. you, you open your phone there's all the pictures there and you think right i'll do that and uh people want to go straight into the top come in sort of first day i want to do that i want to do that and you think well, you, mean, you haven't got a clue how to do it or what, what you're doing i think sometimes people are so focused on of it nicest van nicest workwear nicest logo you know the 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 build the the building it without building the work if you know what i mean they, they just and it's it's been made so easy be having stuff on tick now on it you can go out and get a brand yeah. new van all the gear you know and i just think just build it you know what i mean get, yeah but then i think social media is to blame because there was one i was listening to other day and it's quite right it says you spend 23 hours and 55 minutes basing your life on that five minute snapshot you've seen of somebody's real you yeah, know, and you, you're building your aspirations to some five minute thing you've seen, and you don't see, you don't see the shit behind the scenes. You know. Oh yeah. It, it's it's same for you know when you when you see the women posing. Uh, yeah. Going totally off topic. Uh, there was one I follow, and she does Insta versus reality. Yeah. And she says yeah. she, she'll do the Insta pic, and then she'll do the reality, and you think you look good in either, and then she'll say the Insta one. You put one leg up, twist this way, pull you back in, your back's aching, and you haven't seen me shouting at my boyfriend 200 times to get picture right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, That's it's it. All, it's all a con, a lot of it, isn't it? Yeah, same thing. Behind all those lovely aftershots, you've got years and years of graft and mistakes and learning yeah. and finding, finding the best way to do it. We're on about having, trying to plan it, so... Probably once or if not last Friday in every month we have Friday, uh, show your fuck up Friday. That's good. Where yeah. you, you put your fuck ups on because it does go wrong, you know, and it just shows everybody we're not perfect. You know, everybody yeah. has mistakes and there's no wrong we're having a fuck up. You're putting it right, you know. So we're, yeah. we're trying to get something sorted where we can have an hashtag like that or come up with an idea with an hashtag like that where everybody, every, every day, so even all the quality tradesmen, you see, if they get on board, and do it, yeah. you think, well, yeah, they have fuck-ups as well. It's not just me. No, no, ev- everyone yeah. does. We, we all everyone. post the beauty shots. Nobody posts the fuck-ups, do they? No, exactly. You know, I, I ain't even posted that ticky job on. I could post that on as one of mine. It, yeah. It's a fuck-up. <laughs> cost me two and a half grand. <laughs> Don't yeah. listen to a rep. <laughs> <laughs> so, on another little rant there, Room 101 style, three things you'd bin because they annoy you. Do you remember this programme? Probably too young Ooh, for this. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Don't remember. Three three things I'd been. Yeah. Don't have to be decorating related, just anything that really irritate you. Oh, hang on a second. Caught you off guard oh. with this one, Anna. Yeah, you did. Should have oh, read show three notes. things. <laughs> I should have. Uh, three things I'd been. Oh, God. Maybe, uh, hang on, let me... Maybe ask another question. I have a little right. mull over, so it's not a long period of silence. Right. Where, where can we find you on social media now? Uh, so on Instagram, it's John Bugden underscore painting. Um, not on Facebook. I've got got private um, Facebook, but yeah. my all my work is on Instagram. 
I, did, I was I looked in some of the uh, the forums on Facebook, but it's basically everyone just taking the piss out of each other. So I yeah, thought, yeah, some, probably not gonna... turn into bun fights, don't they? Yes. Then, uh... then some of them are just downright rude, and then say it's banter. They, you know, they cover, yeah. they cover it and say oh, it's banter. It's not you're a prick. You yeah, get one bloke. You just you ask anyone will go in. You ask one question. You go through the comments. No one's answered it. They just yeah. everyone's just taking the piss out of each other and trying to get a little one up on each other. And it's, it's usually an anti masking uh, tape brigade, isn't it? Oh god, yeah. Don't let them see any masking tape. Yeah, yeah. I can cut it too. Or anti sprayers and anti maskers. Yeah, they like when you go on Instagram. It's the thing. I'd say sort of some of the best decorators, some of the best work you'll see on there is masking tape. If it yeah. works, what's wrong with it? Yeah, if it People use it, 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 it works it, for them. It creates a system, it's a process. Yeah. You know, let, let, oh, let, let the mothers stick to buddy cutting it in freehand, drinking their blooming energy drinks and thinking they're millionaires. I think there's, uh, it's, it's not an either or, really. You should be using both because yeah. there will be situations. I mean, there's no doubt masking tape will just be better if you've got two high contrasting colours, just black and white, and you've got to get that line on the skirting, if you use yeah. a bit of masking tape, it's so easy, and it's, you'll get that perfect it's, line. It's like a little bit, it's like in the living room, they always put two sockets with about 10 mil between them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just think, you know what, it's easy just to put a bit of tape up either side, fold it onto the front and run a bloody inch brush down it. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, the time you've faffed about and gone and got a blooming um, sash brush or fit up fan, yeah. Just run a tape it up and run a brush down. We tape your sockets up anyway, don't we, to stop getting spots yeah. on them. So I just think just fold tape up and run a brush down. I've actually, confession, I only started using masking tape last year. Yeah. So literally since since started, starting from the age of sort of 16, 17, even be, some of the customers used to ask me, even used to have a little snigger sometimes, say, no, don't, don't use masking tape. Yeah. The guy who taught me, he'd probably says a bit more old school, um, I learned from him. That's how I work. Ceiling walls, woodwork. And then, yeah, last year is just like an explosion of all these products and methods and everything. Got onto the tape and I've done videos. I've timed myself how long it would, ta- how long it would take me to tape up a nine panel sash window. Um, and the other thing I've gone to now is the liquid mask as well. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, spraying. If it, it same, same, oh, there you go. <laughs> I've, I've yeah. yet to try it. Do you know my only my only thing with the liquid mask? This is they had the other one. This is a newer one, the two in one primer and peelable mask. Yeah. My only issue with that is, for example, in my workshop, I've got an hardwood front door for my house. It's got a little. Yeah. That's what it's going to get used on. It's going to be a tester. Yeah. It's got a little bit of oval glass, about twenty centimeters, be about ten. I'm going to use it on that, and then obviously when you hit the bare wood with it. Yeah. What I want to know is, how does it fare outside externally? Because if it peels, used... what I'm struggling with, if it peels off glass, yeah. what's to stop it coming off the wood lacquer skin? I've actually rang them up and uh, I've asked about this because the first time I used it, I was wondering, yeah, what if it goes on the wood? How how good is it as a primer? Yeah. And they did say on the phone, if like you, if it if... peels off glass, why is it not peeling off wood? They did say if you're if it's onto sanded wood. So if you're onto sanded, painted wood, sand it down, then it does act as a primer, and I've seen it can be used for knotting as well. Yeah. I don't think I'd replace my go-to primers. Oh, even when I'm using it on the windows, I try not to really 
sort of knock onto the beads or anything. Yeah. So I've actually started putting it on with a, a laying off brush, the 100 mil Hamilton laying off brush, because yeah. uh, the, the bristles is such a fine, thin bristle. You find you can sort of poke it up right into the corners, that drag down, yeah. and it, it actually covers really quick. Yeah. Ah. See, we used to use one at college years ago, um, Peel Tech. Yeah. Not, not Peel Tech. It was a similar sort of thing, but that you couldn't use it as a primer. But it was that, yeah, that there's was one good. I think people used to tape around the edges and then roll out the middles of the yeah the liquid mask. Yeah, it's uh, yeah I've yet to try it. It's uh, it looks good in theory, but I've yet to try it. I've done the same thing. I timed it and actually did a comparison of masking tape. So yeah. in that same nine panel window. It took me. How was it? it? Took me eleven minutes to mask it. So that was only doing the edges. And then the yeah. one downstairs, I was spraying. So I used the liquid mask. It took me under two and a half minutes to do the same window. Yeah. You have to do two coats, so you got double that. So it's just under yeah. five minutes. So half the time on that situation, it did. And it, if you got a whole house to do, that that'd end up saving you hours. Yeah. That well, that's the right thinking. So I think a lot of I'm assuming it happens in other shades. A lot of decorators can't get their head around the business side of it. It's like Benjamin Moore. People look at price, think, how much? Because they're yeah. looking at the material price, not the labour-saving price. And it's same with masking tape, Benjamin yeah. Moore, liquid mask, even right down to spraying. You've got yeah. to assess every job and think, is it worth getting a sprayer out? Am I going to save money? Am I going to get a better finish? Absolutely. If it's any yeah. of them, then yes. If not, yeah. no. Because you can't spray yeah. everything. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's the other thing as well. I've just got into the spraying this year, and it was trying to gauge what's worth spraying and what's not. So I don't want to be going into sort of someone's house, doing one room, and then you're sort of masking up everything and coming in on a carpet and putting down the carpet protector. And you think, God, by the time I've got a couple of dust sheets up, cut that in, rolled it, done. But I'm, I'm starts... woodwork. Never sprayed other than Miss Cohen. Never sprayed walls in an house. No. So the domestic salmon, it just won't pay. No. You know, it's... yeah, you got to factor in your clean up and everything else. It doesn't make sense. Well, well you, you mask up to a degree it... when you're cutting and rolling. Yeah. But if you factor in, yeah, you average Mrs. Jones front room, you could probably cut and roll it a, a coat in an hour, can't you? Yeah. How long would it take you to go out edge with masking tape? And do a bit of brown paper onto the ceiling. Cover your wood, yeah. cover your woodwork if you don't woodwork first. Cover yeah. your window, cover your radiator. As yeah, but yeah, no, not for me. Yeah, and then you got the cost of all those materials you're going to chuck in the bin bag at the end as well. Yeah, yeah, especially with plastic. Now that I, I reckon plastic will be next to rocket with big yeah. push on single use plastic, they'll shove that up. I think. Uh, do you know what? I'm actually I'm waiting for that because sometimes you get to the end of the day, you look at the bags of rubbish you're pulling out, and you think how how long can that continue? Yeah. How sustainable how, how is that? How long can we use this uh, tape and drape before the uh, they start hammering it because it's single use yeah. plastic? Yeah, you know. that's yeah. I'm, I'm I'm wondering that at the moment. I, it's one of those things you look at it and you think in a few years it's not going to be there. Yeah, or it's going to change. Something's going to happen. Won't it? Yeah. You know, paper's only sustainable to a degree, though, as well, isn't it? So it's yeah. going to have to come up with summer. Yeah. So are we back to room 101 yet? Three things. Oh, I <laughs> 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 didn't, didn't even think about it. Right, let's get, get one quickly. If I could throw something away. 
Uh, or it would be maybe the boy racers who drive up and down the road quite close to my house very late at night. Never done it before uh, when you were younger? Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just getting I, old yeah. now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, just getting older, getting annoyed at other people doing it. Yeah, um, so we've all been there. Yeah, people wanting stuff for free. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, people wanting stuff for free and not appreciating all the hard physical effort and time that goes into your work. Uh, I'm trying to think. Do you know what? As soon as we turn this off, I'll probably have a list of about 100 100. things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. We'll move on. Hobbies, outside of work. What hobbies we got? Um... These days, I think work is my main, is becoming my main sort of hobby, which sounds a bit sad, but... I'm saying, um, I'm there. Work, work yeah, and family, that's it. Work, family, work, family, work, family. But that's if it. you love your think, job, it's not that bad. No, yeah, so really enjoying it. I think I feel a little bit sorry for Newt because you sort of get home in the evening and then your Instagram fires up and there's, you hear the sound of sprayers and sound is going. She goes, for God's sake, are you not... Bored of it. And, I don't know. You, you want to? Yeah. Guess what you're watching? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> could be worse. Could be watching porn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, you turn the porn. phone around and you got a nice grey coat there. Go look at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But apart from that, sort of uh, walking and just sort of just getting out and about. Really. Yeah. Before COVID, a little bit of travelling. Used to try and fit in some sort of short breaks when I could, so little city trips and just getting around old buildings, historic buildings. Um, yeah, yeah, country walks. Yeah. Anywhere, not, anywhere not so interesting much. you've been? City yeah. Been, anywhere you'd recommend? Been, yeah, very lucky. I've been to a lot of places. Um, I got quite into Europe before COVID hit, so uh, it was at that time traveling god it was so easy in yeah. one year i think it was 2018 um i just went through a little stint in a few months i think i did paris thailand milan um stockholm uh cologne and then we did a family trip to iceland cologne and you could oh, i loved it yeah. yeah i started learning german at one point every now and then you want to do something and yeah and um, so, yeah, I started learning a bit of the language and I thought I'd do a bit of language immersion. Yeah. So I just jumped on a plane, 30 quid, I think Ryanair or something, just turned up and, yeah, just sort of gave it a go for a few days. But if you're not using it, you you lose it straight away. So Yeah, it's something you've got to repeat over and over, in it, to get, you know, to be familiar with it? Yeah, there's, there's no sort of big German-speaking community in the UK either. So a lot of the Germans are English is so good. Well, I well, that's, to... that's where, as English, we're lazy, aren't we? We just expect yeah. to speak English wherever we go. If I <laughs> speak slowly, you'll understand me. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Slowly and clearly. <laughs> yeah, if I wave money at you and speak slowly, you'll understand what I'm on about. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so, going back to Insta, who are you digging on Insta at the moment? There's going to be a list um... here, isn't it? Uh, it's not, do you know, I could probably reel off, just go through 50 names. Um, but I'll go through the few people that I've followed from sort of when I started up until now. There's only sort of a few people. Sorry to anyone that I've left out as well. Oh, so, so don't miss them um, out because they'll be on your case. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, how long you got? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so obviously well as uh so just who basically started me on my little journey dan rolf seeing him on uh youtube and now instagram he, he knocks up some good videos um liam gent who was on the repair care course with he turns out some fantastic work he also seems to be a bit of an artist he does some different yeah, things yeah i want i want to get him on he says he's going to come on i want to get him on because surely somewhere he's got to have done art hasn't he is he yeah, yeah, he's just one then with natural flair for it yeah there's, there's there's more than just sort of decorating there yeah. he's, he's doing some special jobs so yeah definitely worth a follow um nick rushmore Again, these these are probably big names everyone's been following for a long time, but yeah. I've been a bit sort of late to the party. So yeah, Nick turns out some sort of absolutely perfectly precise rooms, very satisfying to look at. Um, obviously, Wes got to give him a mention of his front doors. I don't think I've ever wanted to paint the front door so much after seeing that <laughs> black black door he's done. Yeah, it's uh yeah absolutely stunning work. Um, Nice door, uh, sorry, uh, Nathan, nice decor, Lancashire. He's good on videos, grafter, uh, turns out some good jobs. Um, and Kevin, paint warrior, really good in the clips as well, does some good jobs, worth a follow. Yeah, paint warrior. I always have to say it like Mad Max, road warrior. Yeah. Warrior. <laughs> yeah, so all, all these people, especially with the uh, when the work is good and they've got some good videos as well, that's yeah. what's going to pull in all the, the, next, the next group into the trade. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely, definitely worth a follow. Brilliant. Okay, though. Well, it's been great of you to give you Wednesday up, your Wednesday evening, and it's been great for you to come on. Short notice. Yeah, thanks very much. So I've, I've rejiggled it about somebody had a family uh, family emergency with poorly kids, so I just thought I'll try and manoeuvre them about a bit. So, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Thank you. But, yeah, I appreciate your time. All right. Well, uh, yeah, no, thanks so much for having me on. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to following you on Instagram. Nice one. Cheers, John. You're a star. Yeah. Cheers, Chris. Thanks. Cheers. Bye-bye. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts as we delve into people's lives and stories, whether it be the ups, downs, wins and losers. We've all been there in some shape or form, and we aren't alone. I'd really appreciate it if you're enjoying these, if you could show your support by subscribing, sharing, and maybe even leaving us a cheeky review on iTunes. Podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.